So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having a great day, and I hope that um, wherever you are in the world, you're smiling, (laughs) just like I was talking about yesterday. Uh, Anyway, not too much. um, I don't think I have anything really to say off the top. I just want to dive into content today. And uh, what we're talking about in this episode is three superpowers that you need to thrive in the next 20 years. So here's the deal. Oh man, I have so many thoughts about just the future of our society and where we're going. And if you've been listening to this podcast for, I would say, even a week, although most of you have been listening for a lot longer than that, you'll know that I'm very future-oriented. I'm very conscious of the long-term, the long game, and playing the just playing it, not trying to get short-term results, but really trying to make short-term sacrifices for long-term gains instead of short-term gains at the expense of the long-term. So that's what I'm all about. And I guess I, I can't help but think about what is going to help people be successful in the next 20 years. Because what was helping people experience success in the last 20 years is probably not the same things that are going to help people be successful in the next 20 years. Now, th- I, I would even argue myself on that one a little bit. But I guess what I mean is society is changing. And we have to make sure that we're adapting to the changes not not so that we can like try to keep up per se, but this is more about optimal functioning. So, you know, some of the episodes we talked about, we're providing you tips and insights that are really just about like, hey, here's how to survive when times are tough. Here's how to make it through. If you're struggling with an addiction, here's a starting point. Not gonna, you know, like remove your addiction overnight, but this is a good start. Um, but today is about thriving. This is about how to succeed, how to do well, how to really experience fulfillment in life. And it's funny, the more that you work with people uh, who are addicted, you know, which is my line of work, the more you realize that what's actually lacking more than anything else is a deep sense of fulfillment. And we're, we're all wired to find that fulfillment, but the ways that we find it vary depending on the individual. And unfortunately, when somebody has an addiction, they have just made several bad decisions and they have formed several bad patterns to try to find fulfillment in a way that really is is actually never going to work. So I want to talk about three superpowers that you need to uh, to really thrive in the next 20 years. And I've, I've talked about some of these before in various measures. Some of these things actually are not that, um, they're not really groundbreaking. But I guess I, the reason I got thinking about this, just one last piece of context here before we just get into the nuts and bolts, is the the pandemic. So I was just, I've been reflecting and I'm kind of looking at some of my friends and my peers and I'm looking at my own life and my family. And I guess I'm just curious, like who came out on top? Like who is coming through the pandemic being like better, stronger, smarter, happier? And who are the people coming out of the pandemic that are just scraping by, like hanging on by the skin of their teeth? Maybe they're really struggling. And if you're in that category, I just want you to know there's there's no judgment. I'm not I'm, we're not looking around judging people because 
we just went through a flipping pandemic. Like this was hard. And I get, I get that, um, that for some people there were just situations and circumstances that went way beyond their control. People lost their jobs. Some people were forced to move out of their living accommodations, all kinds of stuff. I get it. And I'm not, um, not, not trying to judge at all, but as a, as a student of success and somebody who's just curious about how to optimize your life and how to make good decisions regularly and how to improve your quality of life on a regular basis. It's just my nature. I can't help but look and see what are people doing? And, you know, I'll give you a really practical example. Like my wife and I, we uh, we really thrived during the pandemic. Very, very strange. We, we really thrived. And it's not because we're doing everything right. We had a couple lucky breaks and a couple things worked in our favor. But one of the things that I learned that I'm I'm now thinking about, because uh, historically, in case you didn't know this, <laughs> this is actually probably good for you to know. Every 10 years or so, there's some sort of major catastrophe in the world, something. Um, so, you know, 10 years ago, it was the financial crisis. 10 years prior to that, roughly, it was um, September 11th. 10 years before that, there was a war. Um, I forget which war. I was I was not even born then. But, you know, um, there, there's been different things. Sorry, that, that probably just sounded so ignorant. Please forgive me. Have some mercy on me um, if you know what I'm talking about and, and know that I probably should know what I'm talking about as well. But um, the point is, these, these things are going to happen. And so one of the things my wife and I learned is it's really great to give yourself options. And so, um, you know, the way we've set up deep clean is such that there are options geographically. That's why we were able to live in Jamaica for six months. We observed uh, some of the things that the Canadian government did during the pandemic that we don't feel very good about. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want this to become too political, but, um, you know, you, you guys may know if you don't live in Canada, you may know that, um, that the government was actually freezing bank accounts, um, accounts that were supporting that had made donations to the, the trucker protest. And uh, for me, that's just a huge overstep. Like whether you agreed with the protest or don't agree or whatever, um, when the government starts taking a hold of people's personal finances, that's a huge problem. So, you know, my wife and I are setting up um, bank accounts in Jamaica and trying to create some other options for us because we know that when the next crisis hits, those kinds of things could become more normal. Maybe it won't even take a crisis. I don't know. But we're just, we're trying to set ourselves up so that in the next 20 years, if things, I don't know, hit the fan or something gets worse, we want to be well positioned. So these, these are things that we're always thinking about. Now, that's a really practical thing. Not everybody needs to do that. That's just a personal decision I've made. But I'm trying to just cast a little bit of an example of what happens when you learn from the season and you try to look ahead and say, what are adjustments I can make to position myself the absolute best for success? And when I kind of look at my own life, when I look at my clients' lives, when I look at the people who came through the pandemic, when I look at the people that I really admire in life, um, not because they've necessarily been successful and built an empire, but just their quality of life. That is what really impresses me more than anything these days. I've identified three things, three things that I think every person, uh, every one of them has to some extent. And I'd like to encourage you that if you want to thrive in the next 20 years, you want to be free of porn, you want to have a healthy marriage, you want to be a good father or a good mother, if you want to be effective at your work and you want to get promotions or you want to start a business that's actually going to be sustainable and profitable one day, if you want to grow in your relationship with God, if you want to have healthy, meaningful friendships and you want to be a good friend to those people that are in your lives, if you want to volunteer and give back to the community and have a generous heart, you know, it doesn't really matter what area we're talking about, guys. If you want to thrive, 
in any of those areas of life, let alone just life as a whole, you are going to need these three superpowers. All right. Our first superpower is focus. And now you've heard me talk about this before. I probably even referred to it as a superpower in the past. I believe that in, uh, you know, people say that we're in a creator's economy or like a social media economy or whatever. No, 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 no. We are in the attention economy. There has never been a greater premium for somebody's personal attention now than ever before. Never, 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 ever, ever, ever. It is absolutely crazy the amount of money, energy, time, and other resources people are investing to get your attention. Right now, in this moment, people want your attention. There are algorithms at play that are vying for your attention. So you and I must get better. We must get better and better at strengthening, preserving, and sharpening our focus, our ability to focus. I admittedly have not become great at this over the years. In fact, I have found it really challenging um, since getting married. Uh, My wife went through a bunch of health struggles and um, I don't know, I, I think it's probably just the direction of the world a little bit. I have found it really hard. I I noticed that sometimes I just don't have the same level of focus that I normally do. And I don't know if you found yourself that way, uh, just a distracted mind. You're jumping from one thing to the next. In fact, as I started recording this podcast episode, I got a call. And, you know, I think if I was really focused, I actually would have just said no to the call. And I would have been like, oh, they can leave a voice message. I'll take it later. But I took the call. I paused the recording. Um, and the call was amazing. Like it was, it was a really cool opportunity. Um, that was just a little bit random and, and whatever, because I, I didn't recognize the number. But I guess the point is, like, when you're focused, I think you just you you make decisions better. Um, you think a little bit differently, and ultimately, you're more productive. I could have had that phone call at any point. It would not have made a difference. So focus is is becoming a big thing. I want to just offer you two things that have really helped me enhance my focus as I've kind of observed I'm I'm not as a focus lately. Why is that? And what are some things I can do to become a bit more focused in the days ahead? And these things have been really working and I, I still am working on these, but um, they go a long way. Um, number one, when you're talking with somebody, look at them. Look at them. It's, it's so simple. So I'll give you an example. Um... When I, when I set up Deep Clean, when I created this program, I, I was in a coaching course. And so this is a, a, it was an online course where they, they basically teach you their system. Here's how you build a coaching program. Doesn't matter if you're a fitness coach or wellness coach or whatever. And you do weekly Q&As and you can, you know, just get questions answered about any challenges you're running into. And it's, it was, you know, it was amazing. The course changed my life. And um, I literally feel indebted to the friend of mine who created it. He, he did such an amazing job. So one of the things they do is they give you a script for how to um, how to basically handle calls when people are interested in your program, and so it's just a it's a it's a standard script, but it's really good. And I get comments on my script all the time by my own clients. Like during the call, like a couple people who are like, "Geez, your script is amazing! Like these questions are fantastic. Um, it's a great script." Now, one of the things that I started doing. Um, early on because I was so nervous. Like when I, when I first had somebody show interest in my program, I was so nervous to jump on a call with them that I decided I'm actually, rather than looking at the screen and looking at their face um, on Zoom, because that's going to make me really nervous, I'm just going to look at the script and like that'll be just a bit more relaxing. And so I built this habit now, like because that was like three years ago. And now I catch myself sometimes in the middle of a video conversation 
and I'm I'm in my browser, you know, and sometimes I'm browsing around. Sometimes I'm just looking like and like mindlessly at the screen while I'm still having a conversation. It's the weirdest thing. I'm like, Sathya, what are you doing? But I've built this habit, right? And of course, it tarnishes my focus. And when I catch myself and I go back to Zoom and I start looking at them, I'm like, oh, there it is. Like, there's all my focus. It's back again. I'm not distracted. And even in person, you know, when you're in a noisy environment, when there's other stuff, like people running around or whatever, the more fixed you stay on the person you're talking to, just maintaining that eye contact, keeping, um, you know, yourself just, uh, you know, facing them goes a really long way to channeling your focus. So just a couple little things that might really help. So keep your eyes fixed on them. The other thing that I, um, I was actually gonna mention about focus is is eliminate distractions. Like especially the, the easy ones, just the fewer distractions, the better. And that's one thing that's driven me crazy about this transition season I'm in is like all of my stuff is on a tiny desk wherever we've been living the last like two months. And that's been really tough because when like when my office space is where the way I want it, there's almost nothing on my desk. I have a clear desk and I have files organized and I, I'll go visit them when I need to, but they're not like top of mind. They're not in front of me because if they're in front of me, they become a distraction. Okay, second superpower is consistency. Now, um, consistency is grossly underrated. I don't know why more people don't talk about it. It, it almost astounds me. But you must build the muscle of being consistent with the things that matter the most to you. If you want to thrive in your, in your marriage, it might mean that you have a weekly date night that you don't miss. Yeah, you might say, well, you know, it's a tough season or my wife and I just had a kid. Yeah, date night might mean that you may not be dressing up and painting the town red. But it might mean that for the 45 minutes your kid is sleeping, that you and your wife order in some takeout food and have a little chat together. Like, don't make this anything crazy. Just do it consistently. Um, it might mean that in your finances, you and your wife, or if you're single, that you do just a little budgeting once a month. It might mean that you consistently put some money away for some of your savings goals or investing in the future. Um, it might mean in your spiritual life that you spend time got with God every day. It doesn't have to be crazy times. It could be five minutes. But it just means you're doing it consistently. Find small things. It might mean physically that you go to the gym twice a week. What, what would change in your life if you started going to the gym twice a week for 30 minutes for the next five years, 10 years, 15 years? See, in five months, you might see some results. But five years from now, do you think you're going to look the same, feel the same? Not a chance. Consistency, absolutely critical. It's never been more important now than ever. Fo focus is the big one. Focus is the one that's really changed because... Um, our society was already, or society in previous eras has been relatively conducive to staying focused. It's not anymore. It's a huge mess. Um, consistency, second superpower, third superpower, and definitely the most complex of them all is contentment. I, I cannot say that if you do X, Y, Z, you will be content. It doesn't work that way. But what I can say is that people who value contentment find it. People who value contentment find it. Now, you might say, well, Sathya, we all want to feel contentment. Everybody wants to feel happy in life and whatever else. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not saying people who want contentment find it. I'm saying people who value contentment find it. If you value contentment, as a starting point, what it means is that you actually pay attention to what makes you feel content. 
It means you're not looking to the left or the right. You're not allowing social media or a pastor or somebody else to dictate for you where you will feel content. Contentment is unique to the individual. There's going to be some, you know, fundamental elements, I suppose. But generally speaking, contentment is going to be unique. So let me give you an example. For me, um, I'm still learning, so I'm not a pro in this area at all. But I know that I feel really content when I've accomplished a project and when I have brought a smile to my wife's face. Those are two things that are really high on the contentment scale. So I now have to pay attention to what are the things or how do I set up my life so that I regularly feel like I'm accomplishing things and that I am regularly bringing a smile to my wife's face. So that might mean a weekly date night, right? Tying into what we were talking about earlier. It might mean that she and I, I don't know, just sit down and have coffee together every once in a while. It might mean that I ask her about her day and that when I ask her, I'm doing superpower number one. I'm focused. I'm actually listening. I'm paying attention to her. I'm not paying attention to anything else. I'm not on my phone. So that's just a start. You know, I know that contentment, um, a huge part of that is purpose for me as well. But like when I know that I'm actually walking into the things that God has created me for, that's very high on the contentment scale for me. So again, it's a very complex matter. Maybe we need to do another episode on it. But you have to learn what really makes you content. For me personally, the other thing is like, I love having options that's a huge part of my overall mental health is like when I have choices and options, I'm so much happier. So, um, you know, I'm trying to set up my life so that uh, I can continue to earn a good living, that I can continue to provide for my family without having to work crazy hours, um, you know, without tons of overhead for this business. Um, You know, I'm just, those are things I'm thinking about all the time because I just, I am starting to identify what really makes me feel content in life, not what makes me feel happy, right? Not just like the, the moments of like, oh, that was exciting and I'm really looking forward to this or that was an amazing feeling, but like just the deep sense of life is good. My life is healthy. I don't need anything else. And you, you really only identify those things by studying yourself. You can't learn it by studying someone else. Um, you can get some inspiration or some ideas, but ultimately you're going to have to figure it out for yourself. So contentment, contentment goes a really long way. So guys, these three superpowers, if you can start to work at them, um, just chip away at it little by little. Like I said, consistency, just find one thing you can be consistent in. Do it for three months. Maybe it just means that you get up at the same time every day. Maybe it means you spend 15 minutes with God every day, read your Bible, whatever. Maybe it means you go for a jog once a week. Just do it. Do it consistently and just watch what happens. You know, um, working out, I, I have been physically exercising for four, probably three to five times a week since 2016. And I have gone through different seasons of life. Like I had major uh, surgery on my knee in the middle of that. And it was so cool because when I started to do physio three times a week, it, it was already there. The framework was already there. It's just a different framework. Those three to five times a week have been different things over the years. Sometimes it was going to the gym Um, And, you know, strength training, sometimes it's been running and being more lean and focusing more on cardio. And it's fun. It's just fun having the framework there. The consistency means that I can make adjustments and it's not a big deal. It's not some big slog because I've had it there in my life to begin with. And then contentment, you know, paying attention to the things that really make you feel content in life. You know, um, just one last thing I'll say is the the way that you know this is going to help you feel content 
is when you feel really present in the moment and you feel like you lack nothing. Look for those two things. That's when you know you feel content. And if you start paying attention to when those are happening, what causes those things to happen, then you can start to repeat them in your life. You can start to prioritize them in your life. And you can start to live a really healthy, well-rounded, I was going to say balanced, but that's not quite right, vibrant life. So that's my encouragement to you guys. Um, yeah, I, I really believe like these, these are the three areas I will be focused on for the next 20 years. How do I sharpen my focus? How do I stay more consistent? And what is it that brings me contentment in life? If, if I can answer those questions with clarity in the next 20 years, I can guarantee you I will have a very good life and the same will be true for you. So I hope you do it. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. A little bit longer today. I had lots of ideas, uh, but I appreciate you listening this far and I hope you have a fantastic day. We'll talk soon, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.